Welcome to episode 29 of season 2 of the Search with Candor podcast. I am your host, Jack Chambers-Ward, and this week I am joined by a very special guest, Annie May Hodge, the head of brand development at Atlas SEO and the founder of Girl Power Marketing UK. Search with Candor is supported by Systrix, the SEO's toolbox. Go to systrix.com slash SWC if you want to check out some of their fantastic free tools, such as their Instagram hashtag generator, href lang validator, checking out your site's visibility index, and your Google update tracker. Go to systrix.com slash trends to sign up for the monthly Trendwatch newsletter, and systrix.com slash blog to find the latest sector watch and index watch, and we'll actually be talking about some index watch later on in the show. So welcome to the show, Annie May. Thank you for having me. It's really cool to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. We've talked about you coming on the show for a while now. We've teased it to the listeners for a few weeks because we keep talking about TikTok. We do. TikTok keeps coming up on the show and my co-host Mark doesn't know anything about TikTok. (laughs) So I thought I'd bring in the specialist, the expert of TikTok. Why, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So if the listeners don't know who you are, please do introduce yourself what you've been up to recently, what you do in your day job, and what, what we're going to be talking about, basically. So I'm the head of brand development at Atlas SEO, but I started my career doing social media. I'm only 24, so I've literally been doing social media since I could have a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously growing up, that's, that's all I've been on, so I feel like I know social media through and through. A couple of months ago, I realized that my search behavior on TikTok had changed, which to some of you may sound like a really odd thing to notice (laughs) when you're just chilling, browsing on social media. So I decided to run a poll on Girl Power, which is a company that I founded back in lockdown, actually. Um, I kind of was transitioning from my old job as a project manager, and I wanted to do a lot more with social media. So I thought I'd kind of document my journey and that's kind of how Girl Power was born. Um, And it's grown into a community of 20,000 followers over Instagram and LinkedIn. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we hit 16K on LinkedIn specifically yesterday. So that was a a really cool milestone. But um, I kind of wanted to see if anyone else was talking about it. So I ran a poll seeing if my audience were using it as a search engine. And surprisingly... Over 56% of my audience were already using it as a search engine and they were aware of it as well. That's really interesting. Coming from my perspective, I'm a bit old than you, I'm 31. Mm. And me and my wife have gotten into this habit of like sharing TikTok videos with each other throughout the day. Just kind of like whatever comes up on your For You page. And oh, that's funny. I'll share that with my wife. She'll watch it on her lunch break. I'll watch it on my lunch break, that kind of thing. And I never really thought about it until fairly recent, until this discussion we're going to be kind of be diving into, I never really thought about it as much of a search engine kind of thing. I always treated it as social media and just kind of a scroll and browse and never really thought about it. But your article that you published, I think it was early June, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. So yeah. yeah, going back quite a few weeks now, a couple of months almost, it was really at that kind of early stages of everybody suddenly talking about TikTok as a search engine. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on the show is because you're at that kind of ahead of the curve cutting edge kind of thing and talking about it and from your own experience like how did your searches shift and how did you go and and then kind of notice that so i think in lockdown i don't know if people like if it was noticeable 
that people were using it as search engines because there wasn't there wasn't really anything to do in lockdown. <laughs> as we were uh, coming out of things and the world is kind of getting back to normal, whatever normal is, I realized that like I was always searching for like UK holidays or I right. was searching for places to go wherever I was traveling to. You do like a things to do in city or whatever. Yeah, so like right, top right. five things to do in London sort of thing. Because when I was Googling things and clicking on a website, I had to trawl through like what felt like a million ads to get to the <laughs> point. And with my attention span, which I think is a big thing to do with the fact that Gen Z are using TikTok as oh, a search definitely. engine, yeah, yeah. I can get top five places to go in 15 seconds, 30 seconds. And then I can kind of verify that information however I want to, whether that's on YouTube or if I want to Google it. So I kind of noticed that I was doing that more. So I started writing my article after talking to my colleagues at Atlas SEO about it because they don't really use TikTok. So, <laughs> so I just thought, oh, I'll start writing an article after running my poll. And yeah, and then since then, it's snowballed. I feel like everyone's talking about it and people are getting very opinionated about whether it's a search engine or not. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about how even if you just, if Gen Z are using it to search for lunch, that's not really what a search engine is. <laughs> I think people are just trying to be a bit controversial, if I'm honest, but um, or just not accepting the fact that TikTok can be used as a search engine, perhaps not traditionally, but in the same way that YouTube is also used as a search engine and Pinterest. Pinterest is an interesting thing because mm. I think... I only really got into that when I was planning my wedding. So yeah. I could keep track of like, oh, what color suit do I want to have? Planning my wedding ring, all this kind of stuff. Like thinking about, I never, never thought to dive into Pinterest at all. But it comes up all the time all the in time. Google Images. <laughs> yeah. So much times I'm using that site modifier of like minus Pinterest.com and search for everything else. Because I always found that Pinterest was like this middle person kind of thing where you would click on an image and then it would take you to Pinterest, and then it would link to your final destination. I was like, yeah. I just want to go to the final destination. Mm -hmm. And I think you're totally right, that kind of attention span, ac instant access to information that you get from TikTok is that top of the funnel search, right? It's not going to be hugely converting. We'll get onto a mm -hmm. bit of TikTok ads and stuff later on, but it's that initial things to do. And like you said, you then go and verify that on another platform, whether that's YouTube or googling it or google maps or whatever it is i think that's really interesting and you're totally right because everybody was kind of fighting back against that some of the seo old guard naming no names <laughs> on twitter were arguing about it and saying ah it's just social media it's just the the kids doing the things and whatever that's not a proper search engine yeah <laughs> and i saw like you know search engine journal covered it semrush have been talking about it TechCrunch have dived in now we've had YouTube executives, like senior vice presidents of YouTube talking about it as well. It's getting a lot of coverage and it's a really interesting conversation because I think no one would consider Twitter a search engine. No. Instagram, yeah, a little bit. You've now got, again, we'll get onto this later on as well. Things like Reels and how they're the shift very controversially from Instagram recently and from Facebook side of things that they're moving towards a more video-based platform rather than an image-based platform trying to compete with TikTok, I guess, in a way. But it's very interesting to me. And I think we've even kind of gone through and had a look at some of, some people have been analyzing like internal documents from TikTok about how they handle their things with an analysis of their algorithms from Search Engine Journal as well. And it's very interesting to see how 
kind of personalized it is on one side of things but also is actually functioning as a discovery tool as well mm. i think that's kind of what separates it for me from something like instagram and something like like twitter and more social media is there feels like there's that instant kind of gratification of search yeah absolutely and like you said about the personalization you've got the for you page which is your home page which it, tiktok's algorithm is so incredibly smart that it grows with you so you could be interested in cooking for a couple of months and get loads of cooking videos pop up on your feed but then if you start searching for makeup ideas for example you will start getting loads of makeup tips yeah. coming up on your feed and it's, i know my wife does yeah She's very into makeup so yeah. <laughs> yeah um and i think that's what's kind of separates it for me from the likes of youtube for instance as another kind of video based search engine is that it feels very personal. It feels like the results are kind of what you're already looking at or have kind of been interested in before. And it's just really interesting that, like you said, no one views Twitter as a search engine. We may search on there, but no one really considers that a search. No one's talking about it. But all of a sudden, over the last couple of months, there has been Google releasing internal data about 40% of Gen Z using it as a search engine, yeah. which is an incredible amount if you think about it. Yeah. Anytime we talk about percentages, we, we always say this on the show, when you talk about percentage of people using search engines or percentage of searches, you're instantly talking about millions and millions of things. Yeah. You say like, oh, it's only changed by 2%. It's like, that's 2% of 8.5 trillion or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. These absolutely enormous numbers. So 40% is absolutely massive. Huge. Yeah. And yeah, I think the fact those 40% are aware that they're using it as a search engine because I think, like you said, sometimes you may not realize that using it as a search and some people might not understand that if you're searching for top things to do in London, you're still using that as a search tool over going to Google. I think that's a really interesting habit that perhaps Gen Z have, which I do think perhaps comes down to an attention span because it's just the instant gratification of getting the information, you, the information that you need, the information quickly and visually. And I think yeah. that's a big aspect. I think the visual side of things is really key there as well, because like you said, you get a, they can be much longer now, but initially like 15, 30 second, mm. one minute, three minute now, 10 minutes. It's still a, usually going to be a shorter thing where you just get access to that information. And rather than having to scroll through a whole article that's formatted badly and trying to find this thing and, oh, the heading says one thing, but I'm actually only looking for one piece of information hidden in this long article of 10 pieces of information. Whereas with TikTok, you get all 10 pieces of information in 20 seconds. And then you can, again, it's that kind of top level stuff, right? You scratch the surface, you get that initial result that you can then go and investigate further if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the visualization side of it is so key in that I will often like think, like, ah, I just can't be bothered to actually scroll through and read something. Or like I'm... On the, on the audio side of things, I'm in the habit of listening to audiobooks now rather than reading novels mm. and because I can do it in my spare time. Yeah. How often would I like, I don't know, on my lunch break or like on a bathroom break or whatever it is, sit and flick through articles on Google Discover or whatever it is on the news feed or whatever it is. I can very easily just flick through TikTok or yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and find, find what you multiple want. Yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've talked about TikTok so much because it keeps coming up in all the trends we cover. I know Systrix have talked about it recently. We even talked about the fact that it was the most visited website in the world in 2021. Google has consistently been, unsurprisingly, the most visited site in the world. And the first thing to beat it in like well over a decade 
is TikTok. It's a dance app. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. yeah, it's people dancing yeah. on social media. <laughs> and we won't get into the whole political side of things, but obviously China is a huge factor in that. Google, not a thing in China. TikTok, driven by Chinese companies and technology and stuff like that. So that's a huge factor there in terms of the numbers there as well, because the population of China is so huge. And I think they were just clamoring for some new technology and a new way to search and new way to engage in social media and stuff like that as well. So yeah, uh, to dive into some data from Cistrix here, like I said, this is from their recent trend watch. I'll link to that in the show notes for you listeners. It is pretty astounding. Just looking at the last year in terms of TikTok.com and its visibility, you know, you want that graph for your clients where you look at it and it just skyrockets right at the end there. That's kind of what this graph does. (laughs) It really takes off. Kind of in the last, funny enough, in the last few months, this kind of covers from June of 2021 all the way through to the end of June 2022. And it is steady growth, steady growth. And then this real kind of boost towards the end of April, beginning of May. And it goes astronomical, to say the least. Absolutely does. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's real kind of testament to the way people are using it and how many people are using it. And even... Systrix do an interesting thing and they dive into the directory side of things. So thinking about the discover directory, the tags, the music, all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about some of the the trending things and kind of virality of TikTok as well. Because searching through tags, searching through the discover function, having a look at the the music and the audio side of things, which is a whole element of being visible on TikTok, basically, that I don't think really applies to anything else. And I think it makes it really unique. The fact that you can do so many different things and search in different ways where it feels like a search engine, then it feels like social media, then this other thing, searching by audio, which I've not really seen anywhere else before, all these different things and different elements of their site from a site structure perspective, from an SEO perspective, just continue to grow. As people create more content, they're adding more content to that site and growing the visibility basically organically. They've got the dream of just having like, I have an incredibly popular site everyone wants to work for. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, And getting all this free content and incredibly popular trend-driving viral content that just happens to keep blowing up over and over and over again. It's fascinating to me. And yeah, like I said, Trendwatch covers a lot of things, but they specifically highlight the growth of TikTok in the most recent issue. So recommend you go and check that out in the show notes like i said and go to systrix.com slash blog you get trend watch you get index watch you get all the different things there to cover all of your tiktok trending needs there as well so let's dive into dive into a bit more detail shall we so me as as an seo and you much more of the social media kind of person i think this is gonna be interesting conversation because we're kind of come at it from two different angles Mm -hmm. There's also the age difference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so me being in my 30s, you being in your 20s, mm. there's an element there as well. And to let you behind the scenes here, listeners, I threw Annie May a bunch of questions before we started. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to bounce around and do a few different things and cover a lot of different stuff. But to kind of think about what all the skeptical SEOs, yes. all, the, all the grumpy old SEOs that don't mm. want to think of TikTok as a search engine what kind of data can we get from TikTok as a search engine? So if we want to use it for our sites and for our clients, how can we kind of dive into that data and and have a bit of a more strategic approach? Is there much data there? How much can we kind of play with? Is there, 
you know, is there equivalent of search volume or keywords or whatever it is? And, and how do we kind of factor that in when using TikTok? I think as the months go on and as the year progresses, we're going to see a lot more data that we're going to be able to get from TikTok because I feel like that's definitely the way that it's heading. But as of right now, you can't see things such as search volume. I know Rise at 7 mentioned in their blog that they posted this week um, that there is a tool called keywordtool.io and that's actually a fantastic tool where you can find search volumes for the likes of YouTube, Instagram, that sort of thing. Um, and obviously as a video-based kind of search engine, if you will, that TikTok is kind of becoming or being recognized as, it, the data that you're kind of looking for could be similar to YouTube. So if you're looking for search volume, you could probably look at what's the, the keyword that you're looking for on a tool like that. Right, um, I'm yeah. sure there's other tools out there, but that's the one that they kind of mentioned and that I have used personally myself. As for other data, um, you can see related searches, which do seem to be a bit similar to people also asked on Google. But the difference for me, um, and that is more noticeable in my opinion, is that on people also asked, they're formatted as questions. And underneath that question that you see more on, there's only ever one article underneath. Mm. Um, whereas on TikTok, if you search for something and you scroll down, you'll see suggested searches or um, searches that other people have done. And when you click on that, obviously you get all of the videos under that search term. So for example, if you search dog training, um, why not? Oh, yeah, why not? Well, you got dogs <laughs> in the office, so it just reminded me. Um, if you search dog training on TikTok and you scroll down, you'll get like dog training tips. And then if you click on that, you'll get so many other videos rather than just one blog. And like I said, you're not clicking on that blog and then having to suffer through five, ten ads, <laughs> that, that, which is fair enough. But with the attention span sort of thing, yeah, it's not really feasible, especially for, for Gen Z. I know you and I talked about the related search things on Twitter the other day as well, trying to find, I can't remember what the exact wording was, like other people searched for or something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? so was I it? saw something when I was searching on the app, because um, I'm just doing research all the time at the moment now that it's, you know, popping off a bit. <laughs> and on the videos, there was one specifically that I had watched and then clicked off of. And then it came up with three little boxes on top of the video that said people also searched rather than separated from the videos yeah. because at the moment piece, people also searched is kind of separated between videos so it's kind of like you get four videos people also searched and then more videos right yeah. whereas this was actually on the video itself yeah. in the search which i tried to replicate it i couldn't get it to work myself so, i've been trying yeah. to replicate it ever since and it's <laughs> always the way isn't it that when you see something like that or maybe they're trialing it out but you can't find it yeah. again we see this in seo all the time with like SERP mm. features and stuff like oh Bing's trying this new thing or Google's trying this new thing. And God bless Barry Swartz. He is amazing at picking this stuff up and being able to track it all. And you see so many tweets of, hey, Barry, is this thing new? It's like, nope, covered this six weeks ago. Nope, done this already. I think we're getting the same thing with TikTok now, right? We're yeah. getting new features that they are testing in certain markets or on certain devices or whatever it is. But we don't have the transparency from TikTok in the same way that we do from Google. Google, to their credit, and I know I talked to Steve from Citrix about this when he's been working on Amazon as well, another search engine you don't think is a search engine, but it's definitely a search engine. Amazon do not disclose any information, any data, any algorithm stuff, absolutely nothing. You are just oh, wow. 
working against a brick wall, yeah. basically. And I think you're totally right. At the moment, we're kind of in that sort of middle ground with TikTok. You can get number of views. You can get this kind of other searched for kind of data. But it's nowhere near as transparent as Google. But maybe we're heading in that direction. We'll be getting more and more data. I mentioned Instagram earlier, like moving towards a video-based platform as well. If they're trying to compete in this space, I wonder if TikTok then kind of pushes themselves even more towards a search engine kind of thing and really blurs the lines between search engine and social media even more than they already have to then give people access to data. And I think that might be the thing. When you get cold, hard numbers in the hands of digital marketers, oh, suddenly everybody will be jumping on board and being like, oh, millions yeah. of people. I've got 200,000 searches on my client's <laughs> thing or whatever. Like, I think as soon as you get numbers you can like present to clients and stuff like that, from from me working as an agency, that's always key, right? You've got to have, oh yeah, this has converted us this many times or this is thing is search. So this is a high value thing. We should target this. Without any data, it's kind of difficult to point you in the right direction. But I think we're certainly heading in that direction. I think so too. And I think, like you said, people want data and marketers yeah. definitely want data. Um, and since Google released the statistic about 40% of Gen Z it's just skyrocketed in terms of people talking about TikTok as a search engine. And it's just, and that's one snippet of data that we've had so far. So you can imagine the more data comes out, perhaps Google release some more data, it's only going to keep spiraling. And like you said, if Instagram, I saw someone um, refer to it as the TikTokification oh, wow. of social media, because all of these apps are trying to compete yeah. with TikTok. And I think, like you said, if if that's the direction that Instagram are heading in, I really do think that TikTok are going to lean into the search engine sort of discourse. Uh, I just wanted to mention that in terms of data for SEOs, something that's really handy is TikTok's Creative Center. You can get so much data on there in terms of like hashtags, um, trending videos, trending sounds, without you having to do much research yourself. So if you don't particularly want to download the app or you don't want to spend time searching through all of the sounds, <laughs> you can go on TikTok's Creative Center and you can see um, audience insights, whether it's gonna whether it's likely to trend in the next seven days, which I think that's incredible powerful. advice. Wow. Yeah. Related interests, which is very interesting, and regional popularity. And you can separate all of these by country as well. So if you're looking to target the US you can search for trending hashtags in wow. the US, trending sounds, because obviously it's going to be different to um, the UK, for example. And I just think that's a really incredible resource that they've kind of yeah. handed people. But not many people know about it, as far as I'm aware. Like I've spoken to other people in social media and they didn't know that that kind of yeah. existed and they were doing all of the research manually, which is also fine. Yeah, But yeah. if you can make your life easier, that is really handy data for anyone to have having the access to like you said that kind of creative center and going in even if you're not actually creating much content but going in as a creator so you can at least see it from that side that sounds incredibly powerful yeah what's going to trend in the next seven days is yeah massive. it's huge <laughs> that could be millions of views yeah and it keeps you on top of trends as well which is super important with tiktok because it moves so fast which mm. again is i think another reason why people like it and you're always getting new videos that you wouldn't have seen last week. Um, so being able to stay on top of trends, on top of trending hashtags, to get your um, video seen in the search is so vital because by using the right hashtag, um, using the right keywords, 
you're more than likely going to be seen in search or you're going to have a higher chance than if you're trying to do it without that kind of data. Let's dive into that a little bit. So what influences a search, essentially a SERP on, on TikTok? What influences a, a results page? How do you, certain videos get ranked higher? How do certain videos disappear into the algorithm and all that kind of stuff. Do we have much information about that? So kind of I was stuff? looking this up for more clarity for myself, if anything, but there's not much data about it. I saw um, on TikTok about how the For You page works, obviously, and they kind of banded that in with how the following page works and how search works. I don't really know how true that is in terms of, so the For You page works based on like your interactions across the app, including searches, your likes, your follows, all of that time spent on videos, skipping videos, that sort of thing. Um, I think what influences the search or what would be good for SEOs and social media managers and anyone working in marketing really um, is keywords in your caption keywords in the video itself so you can when you're creating a video you have the caption underneath and then you have the op opportunity to put text in the video subtitling is a huge yes thing. subtitling and is huge credit to tiktok that's a fantastic accessibility side of things as absolutely well. for so many visually impaired or non-native speakers or whatever it is it's a real like i don't think i've seen subtitling and mostly accurate kind of closed caption kind of stuff happened so quickly on a platform it's credit to tiktok and their team for doing that yeah they integrated it really well considering youtube is still like it's a bit iffy kind of crap <laughs> kind of crap with that kind of stuff yeah yeah um so yeah i think that is the key thing in terms of search but then again you could search for something i'm going to use dog training again you could search <laughs> for dog training again because it's at the forefront of my mind now um we have dogs in the candy yes. office for those of you who don't know <laughs> annie may's just met a couple of the candy dogs so they're amazing yeah, they are. um so yeah you could search for that but it does seem to be in terms of popularity of the video so i don't tend to look at a lot of dog training videos myself um <laughs> i've got a blind 11 year old labrador Aww. who is in a very mischievous phase <laughs> so he doesn't listen to anything so yeah dog training is definitely not on my radar so in terms of my results it seems to be millions of likes lots of comments lots of shares lots of engagement overall and those keywords of dog training or dog training UK or dog training tips, that sort of thing. They do seem to be, I will say that it does seem to be very relevant to what mm. I'm searching. I've tried searching a bunch of different things and the results I'm getting are very, like at least in my experience, um, they're very relevant. Whereas I was searching for something on Instagram earlier. I think it was like marketing tips. I was trying to get some little, some, some content ideas. Um, and I was getting content in different languages. Yeah. Which yeah. is a big problem for Instagram because you don't get that on the likes of YouTube or TikTok. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was that was really odd. And I I think Instagram are panicking a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think tic, uh, Instagram are definitely panicking because of what's happening with TikTok. Mm. And the fact that you kind of talked about like the number of likes, the engagement and watch time are such key factors for YouTubers. Yeah. I know that watch time has become a massive, massive factor it used to be you had to do super short videos and everybody was trimming things down. So it's a five part series and each part is eight minutes long. Mm. And then suddenly you could only monetize videos that were 10 minutes or long. And everyone, ah, <laughs> everything's half an hour long. Quick, yeah. we can get three ads in that. <laughs> and then there's now this trend. And I know I watch a lot of this stuff is these like, 
two-hour, three-hour, four-hour video essays. Yeah. ASMR is a huge thing with these really long-term, uh, yeah, engage- engagement and watch time is such a huge factor on YouTube mm-hmm. for what's going to show up again. There's an algorithm on YouTube. Most people kind of forget that's a search yes. engine as well. And it seems to be a similar kind of, I guess because it's video-based, a similar kind of factor here for TikTok. But to compare it back to Instagram, what are the similarities and differences, I guess, between how hashtags work on most kind of traditional social media stuff? When you think about hashtags, I think about Instagram. Yeah. I know people still use them on Twitter, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. not, not cool <laughs> to do it on Twitter anymore. But they're pretty prevalent from what I've seen on TikTok. I know there's a lot of the hashtag FYP stuff. Apparently that doesn't particularly work. No. Uh, that The people just chuck it in there for the sake of it and they've seen other people do it i guess but how much validity is there in using those the right hashtags at the right time do you think yeah i think it's similar to how and not to sound um i know i'm only 24 but back in the good old days of instagram (laughs) back in the good old days um, (laughs) how instagram hashtags used to work you could get so much visibility from it and now they kind of feel like they're dying on instagram Mm. but comparing back to instagram's good old days like i said the hashtags on tiktok work pretty much in exactly the same way. I think the the big differences with um, hashtags on TikTok is you can get involved in trends really easily, which I've not personally seen on Instagram much, especially in the recent years. It's not much of a community, um, which is a big factor on TikTok. The trends almost pull through to me like Twitter does, where you get like hashtag royal blah, 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 whatever Mm. is happening on Twitter at the time. And you get a kind of similar thing on TikTok. Again, it's like this weird amalgamation of like, mm. it's a bit of Instagram, it's a bit of YouTube, it's a bit of Twitter. It's like amalgamating all this different stuff. I think it's really interesting to see, yeah, how much it differs because, yeah, I think a lot of hashtags are pretty uncool these days, right? Yeah. like You're like much cooler you, than me. Are they, are they uncool now? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'd say on Twitter, they're very uncool. Yeah. Uh, I, I still kind of wince a little bit when I see brands using hashtags that no one's using um, because even though Twitter's not used as a search engine, you you don't really need to use hashtags on, on Twitter. I don't think they're relevant anymore. Um, I don't know if that's controversial or not, but yeah. Um, Listeners, let us know if that's Yeah, let me know. But yeah, so like on TikTok, you can end up on different talks. So an example that one that I'm on is food talk and that you will just get loads of videos of the food related basically. And I suppose if you're kind of like a brand related to food, it's a very good way of showing your audience that you're grouping yourself in with food talk and that you know what you're talking about. And in the in the SERPs for TikTok, you are then grouped together. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one really interesting thing about TikTok is that you can easily jump into trends. You can easily jump into these communities without feeling like you're taking up space. You're there as much as anyone else and you don't need followers to get seen. Mm. You don't need anything to get seen. You you don't need videos to get seen. That is not a rack, ranking factor of TikTok. How many, um, if you have a viral video, say you have one out of your 100 videos, that doesn't mean you're going to get another one. And I think that's why TikTok is such an important thing for businesses to kind of keep an eye on, at least if they don't feel like they're ready to make the transition as such. It's just very interesting that the amount of um, visibility you can get with nothing. You organically, I think it's one of the best platforms to be on at the moment. Yeah, I think that's a huge factor where you don't have to rely on 
And again, similar to how YouTube has gone recently, mm. like so many people were driving for the subscription. Like it had to be, don't forget to like and subscribe the video, smash that like button. Like at the end of every bloody YouTube video, they said that. And now subscribe account, from what I understand from listening to YouTubers, from the YouTubers I know, this has become far less of a factor. And now you really need to trend on stuff yeah. and you need to be on these things and have a video go viral. And like you said, the fact that the follow account doesn't really influence that. So I could go and make my first TikTok right now and I'm not going to, but yeah. become a viral sensation overnight or plug away for six months with no luck. And then suddenly, you know, overnight, the classic overnight success that's mm. actually been doing it for months or years previously. But yeah, that's a really interesting thing because it opens it up for every, it's kind of a level playing field. Right. Yeah. And I think that's key for so many businesses coming in. And thinking about the different kinds of talks. And by the way, there's a talk for everything. Everything. Everything you could think of, there's a talk for. If you think of a word that is like a <laughs> hobby or an interest, put the word talk on the end of that and you got it. That's the whole thing. And my wife is big into book talk. Yeah, I'm on book talk. Yeah. yeah. My, my wife loves that. So it's like beautiful books with the like painted edges and stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, I know me uh, as a big heavy metal fan, there's riff talk, which is different guitarists playing different riffs and all this kind of stuff. So everything from books to food to heavy metal and basically everything in between. It's it's mad. I was so surprised, like just casually in conversation, it would just come up and somebody's like, oh yeah, blah, 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 book talk. I'm like, book talk. Yeah, it's becoming oh, vocabulary, a, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that thing. Like it's become part of our language, becoming part of the vocabulary because social media influences our vocabulary. Mm. The English language and languages around the world are influenced by our culture and vice versa. Like you or I would not know the word talk or hashtag or anything like that. That was a pound sign or a hash sign on a yeah. phone to do like a reverse dial or whatever back in the day. <laughs> back in the good old days. Back in the good old days of like rotary phones and stuff. And I think this evolution of of things like TikTok driving these trends, like I said, with the stuff that we cover on Systric all the time is why is octopus trending? What a weird thing. It's like, oh, it's those mood, like you flip them inside out and they change colors and stuff. Like, okay. What's that got to do with anything? Like, I don't know. People are searching for it on TikTok. It's, yeah. it's influencing things. It's influencing how we search, how we talk, how we communicate with each other. And especially with so many young people getting involved in TikTok, you mentioned like the dance trends and stuff like that. Yeah. So many Gen Z and, and even younger are doing this kind of stuff and are active on the platform. It would just be part of normal vocabulary, like yeah. book talk, whatever will just be like, oh, yeah, that's a totally normal thing in the same way that I'm trying to think of an example from my childhood now. <laughs> <laughs> CD-ROMs yeah. or a thing like, yeah, that that influences the way we think about topics. I, I wonder, I know there were some studies a few years ago talking about how this is, again, very off topic, but interesting nonetheless how like psychological studies of how we remember information now and humans are developing memories of how to search for a thing rather than the thing itself oh wow. so you don't remember the the source of the information mm. you remember the thing you searched for oh i see so you wouldn't necessarily remember i don't know uh jack chambers ward is 31 years old you would remember typing in Jack Chambers Ward age, not that I'm on Google, nobody gives a shit about <laughs> my age, but it's a fascinating thing, like literally shifting how our brains work. Mm. And I think TikTok is the next evolution of that. Basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it, 
fascinating. We're very off topic. Let's get back. On yeah. topic. <laughs> so to kind of get back to those quick answers and stuff and, and again, compare it to Google, we talk about EAT and trustworthiness all the time here on the show. It's a huge topic in SEO. Um, expertise, authoritativeness and trustworthiness are becoming bigger and bigger factors, especially when it comes to uh, seriously important topics. So the phrase your money, your life is a big thing in SEO as well, whether it's talking about your health or finances or anything like that, something that have a massive ramification on your life. Mm. You need to prove to Google that you know what you're talking about and you're not just spewing rubbish to potential customers and just making stuff up. Mm. How much of that kind of is integrated into TikTok? From my experience, I see a lot of rubbish. Yeah. So I specifically I went out of my way because uh, Mark here at Canda, you probably already know if you're listening to this podcast, does the unsolicited SEO tips on LinkedIn. We've got 500 of them now on the blog. I'll link for that in the show notes if you want to go and read them. It's a very, very, very long post, um, but full of great information. And I searched SEO tips oh, on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Marketing and tips on marketing any platform, yeah. but especially TikTok is the worst. Full of idiots mm -hmm. and liars and charlatans and out objectively wrong information that is provably wrong like according to like google guidelines or whatever it is it was mad and i i say i couldn't believe it i did kind of believe it so how much of that is kind of factored into tiktok i think how, how much of it can you kind of trust in that initial kind of search phase if i'm being totally honest i don't think you can trust anything <laughs> if, I, if i'm being cynical i really don't think you can trust anything it's the same as like infographics you see on social media that get spread um when something happens and people share it to their stories without really kind of reading what it says. Um, I think misinformation across social media is bad enough, but TikTok, I think, especially because of the very young user base. More easily influenced and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, they they take, it's easy to take things as gospel when you're, yeah. when you're that young, you're not going to go to TikTok like I would and then check the information on Google. Mm -hmm. You're going to take in the information you see on TikTok as fact. And like you said, with if you for fun if if you want to laugh go on tiktok and search seo tips because <laughs> so i i really really <laughs> i really wound up mark i ended up dming him downloading a bunch off of tiktok and just dming him a bunch of these seo tips and i think he legit ended up trying to fire me <laughs> because i was annoying him so much i can't tell if it was just like a haha -ha, please stop or like a no seriously you need to stop now so <laughs> yeah i put my job on the line for tiktok research for the research exactly yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that's a really interesting yeah we talked about like habits of people searching on google and things like that me as an seo i never click on an ad mm. we, we talked about that and i'm sure a bunch of people yeah. people are cringing at the thought of that already all the money that their clients and sites are putting into those ads i will never click them never have never will always just scroll actively down actively avoid it, it. Yeah, i'm the yeah. same yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of people are and mm. it kind of comes from two sides of it and and mark made a really good point as well going back to the early days of the internet and talking about ads were spam and rubbish back in the day yeah. so you would avoid them at all costs and hopefully just find the right information now to google's credit and to google ad credit and all that kind of stuff they are much more trustworthy and legitimate and actually targeted through the work of ppc specialists and things like that <laughs> but with tiktok there's no way to kind of initially check that and if i wasn't doing seo professionally if tiktok was around five years ago before i kind of work, started working in seo and i just saw these seo tips and i was like i'm gonna teach myself seo like so many people do for 
digital marketing skills, just YouTube them. Yeah. And you can find out so much information. You can listen to podcasts and learn stuff. Like this one. (laughs) Like this one. But I think it's really interesting that like so many people will just, yeah, okay, cool. That seems, Mm. scroll to the next video. And because it's such little investment in that, right? Like you were saying before, 15, 30 seconds, a minute, maybe three minutes if you really want to stick around Mm. and learn something. But you could see a 30 second video, go and use this thing. This is the secret tool to break Google's algorithm. Scroll on to the next one. Scroll on to the next one. I think you don't also realize this when you're scrolling through things so quickly, you don't realize what information you're taking in as well. So even if you are not actively watching the video and repeating the video and know consciously that you're watching it, you're still taking in all of the information from all of the videos that you see. So you, I don't, don't know if anyone else has ever had this, but I'll say something and they'll be like, where do I know that from? Yes. All the time 100%. at work. Nine times out of 10, it's TikTok because <laughs> I don't realize that I've scrolled through so many videos. And yet I think when misinformation slips through the cracks, that's a big problem. And like I said, as adults, we know when to fact check. Yeah. We know not to take everything as gospel. But when you're younger and you're just scrolling on TikTok for fun and things slip through the algorithm and all of a sudden you get a random video about something political, perhaps, or something that's violent, it, it's going to slip through because algorithms are smart. But obviously things, you know, slip through the cracks sometimes yeah. and then people are exposed to it very easily. And to dislike a video, not dislike a video, but to say that you don't like a video, you have to hold the screen down and actively say that you don't like it. It's a real conscious effort, isn't it? It is, yeah, and yeah. you have to keep doing it. So I've done it so many times where I get dance TikToks, and I know that's what the app is for, but I don't want to see them. I don't really care. Yep, and I still get them on my feed, even same. though I keep saying I'm not interested. Yeah. I, I think I also get recommended, I've noticed, stuff that my friends who are friends on TikTok, so I follow them and they follow me back, I will get recommended stuff that is relevant to them. Mm. So... Emma Jane, who works here at Kanda, is huge into K-pop and like Korean culture, Japanese culture, all that kind of stuff. Suddenly I will get a K-pop recommendation of some new music video from a band I've never heard of and I'm way too old or uncool to know. And I'll be like, why is this being recommended to me? And then I'll see like, oh, she sent me messages on TikTok the other day. It's like, that's interesting. That's an influence there as well. And like you said, there's a nefarious side to all of this, right? You're going to have... Like you said, political stuff, violent stuff, way worse stuff we're not going to talk about on this yeah. podcast. But um, there was recently a, video, a YouTube video talking about how parents are like exploiting their kids for yeah, varying for various purposes for views and stuff. And I, th- I think that's not relevant to the conversation we're having here, but I think there's been a big conversation about the kind of privacy issues as well and how much data do they handle from the Chinese servers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one, I think, when you're looking to verify information. I think you're totally right. The next stage should be YouTube, Google, whatever it is, and actually try and find a source that can verify that. If you find a marketing tip or a dog trading yeah. tip or whatever it is, actually go and then look it up and be like, is that a real thing? Yeah. It doesn't sound like a real thing. If you get that little inkling yeah, in the, the back niggle. of your head. Yeah, the little niggle in the back of your head, you just think, hold on a minute. That seems, that seems nonsense. And hopefully, I don't know how many younger listeners we have. We most of our listeners are are adults because they're (laughs) they're working in digital marketing. But I think that's something to bear in mind with if you know if you've got kids, if you're working with kids and talking to them about social media, 
it's a real key factor to, I know it's the obvious thing of like, don't trust everything you see on the internet. But I think because you can consume media so much, so much media so quickly with TikTok, it's a real kind of minefield sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. So as I mentioned, the audience for this podcast is pretty much professional digital marketers. So to kind of wrap us off and think about SEO on TikTok specifically, how can we as SEOs use it for our clients, use it for our sites and things like that and and gain that kind of organic growth? TikTok ads is a whole other thing. I know some of our team here have been experimenting with TikTok ads and seen some really fantastic results for some of our clients and some of our clients are definitely not in the right market yeah. for that kind of stuff. But how do you think SEOs can use and, and kind of get in on the, the trends and things like that for TikTok for use for their clients and their sites? Yeah, so I think, um, like I've said throughout the whole podcast, really, um, TikTok is such a good opportunity to drive traffic to your website. Um, just for the simple fact of you don't need followers for like to get your videos seen, which is a huge, huge benefit to any business that kind of wants to get out there, wants to be seen, but is put off by the fact that they're starting from scratch because it feels like every business has X amount of followers and Again, back in the day when buying followers was a really big thing, mm -hmm. you see brands on Twitter with like 20K followers and you kind of think, how can I start from scratch? Um, TikTok is your best bet. Um, so in terms of, you know, getting benefits for clients and for their sites organically, the best thing you can do is optimize your page firstly. Um, so having a clear profile picture, a relevant username, a decent bio. It doesn't really need to have hashtags in the bio. I wouldn't really recommend that. I don't think that comes up in search. I don't think it matters. Um, one thing I will mention is if you're putting a link in your bio, please make sure it works. Oh, the amount God. of times I have seen or visited a page, gone to click on their bio, um, the link in their bio, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And you've got to think that, say, 2,000 people see your video, half of them click through, then they can't reach your site. And then you are not only stopping website traffic, but potential conversions as well, all for yeah. the sake of not checking if your link works. Yeah. And broker links are a huge thing, as we know. Yeah. Right? It's such a huge thing, linking from social media. Is it worth then having like a specific landing page you want to point people towards from your from a video or from your bio and things mm -hmm. like that? I think it depends. I think it depends what you want yeah. from TikTok. Yeah. Obviously, you know, if you've not got something physical to, to sell as such and you kind of and they want more blogs being read, then yeah, maybe specifically send them there. It kind of just depends what your goal is with TikTok. Obviously, I don't know how long this has been a thing. I think it's been quite recent, but within your TikTok videos now, you can actually place links within the video for oh, shopping, um, which yeah, again is kind of competing with Instagram for that. Yeah, there was big chatter about TikTok shopping a little while ago and then it was it was a thing and then it wasn't a thing. Classic. And then it was a thing in the US and then yeah. the US banned it as they always do and it was a whole thing. But yeah, I've really noticed a lot of ads and I've, I've bought things from TikTok ads. So I, I, I will yeah. admit. Um, I've bought the octopus from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I've bought shirts and stuff. And yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's interesting to have that kind of I don't know if you could do a specific specific link from a specific video to a specific product. Mm. Like specify it and have it as customizable and optimized as possible. Even from an SEO perspective, 
just having that landing page there is going to yeah. get that much more visibility, right? Similar kind of rules apply to if thinking about paid search, yep. having a specific Absolutely. landing page for that thing that you're talking about. I know we've been talking a lot about product reviews in SEO. We've just mm. had the product reviews update, the second one this year already. Do you think product reviews are worth like that kind of influencer marketing side of things and product review side of things of, hey, we've got this new thing and you're either doing it on your own TikTok or like somebody in your company is the go-to face of the video. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think um, if you're, if you, I'm going to use makeup again as an example, but if you're trying to sell a lipstick, definitely having an influencer, like you say, or someone from the company doing a video like that and then having that clickable link through to the lipstick or the landing page that you want um you can even do a little section on your website like as seen on tiktok See, just that, to kind of make people yeah. recognize that oh yeah they've still come from tiktok yeah. they instantly recognize it i think they're less likely to kick, click off the page um in my opinion anyway um, and i think that's absolutely worthwhile in terms of seo um, and like i said earlier in the podcast just optimizing your content for search it sounds really basic but again because TikTok as a search engine is very new to everyone. People still don't want to admit it's a thing. Um, just adding keywords to your text, the caption, using relevant hashtags. Um, I will say again with hashtags that I forgot to mention earlier, try and be a bit more niche as well as using some more broader terms because mm. some of these hashtags have billions and billions of views and it's very hard to get seen. Um, when you're up with that sort of thing. Um, billions do collectively. Don't also. do hashtag makeup because you will just no. get lost in a sea of stuff. Exactly. So being able to maybe using um, long tail keywords would work best. So again, dog training um, on its own, I think has something like 7 billion views in total. I'm going to look it up right now. I've, live I've on the show. It, live on the show. You're going to fact check <laughs> me now. <laughs> but if you just add tips to the end, so dog training tips, I believe it narrows down to about 500 million, which you can also fact check. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. Hashtag dog training. Let's have a look. To 7.5 billion. Well done. Yeah, thank you. And dog training thank tips, 504. There you go. Yeah. You nailed it. You absolutely thank nailed it. Thank you. I'm glad that's the one fact I remembered <laughs> from my research earlier. <laughs> but I think, yeah, going into long tail keyword research, yeah. something we bring up on the show all the time. Mark did the entire Brighton SEO talk about it. And, yeah. you know, our tool also asked really dives into a lot of that stuff as well. I think combining tools like also asked, answer the public, yes. all that kind of stuff that give you these questions that people are searching for. We've even now got TikTok videos showing up as short videos in in Google Pages yes, as well, right? Yeah, which is, which is huge. That's only happened in the last like two weeks. Yeah, It's yeah. incredible to see. I was doing some research. So when I first read about it, you had to kind of type in TikTok blah, 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 pizza TikTok. of recipes yeah, yeah. or something. But if you just type in pizza recipes or homemade pizza, it now comes up with TikTok videos as amongst YouTube videos as well. Oh, you fact checking this as well? No, I'm, I'm intrigued now. I've never, <laughs> I've never actually seen it in practice. I've not done it on desktop. I've only done it on my phone. See, that's what I'm thinking. Ah. So I'm on desktop at the moment. There is nothing. There's on nothing. This yeah, and it's not even coming. It's obviously got YouTube videos, but this was coming up under short videos, wasn't yeah. it? I'm now going to check on my phone to fact yeah. check myself. Yeah, because I think. To the credit of Google, again, I, I feel like I've said that a lot this episode, which is a weird thing to say. Usually, <laughs> we don't say that, but to the credit of Google, they don't prioritize 
YouTube videos specifically. There you go, straight away, mm. short videos. That is amazing. So YouTube, YouTube, there's a Facebook one there as well. And I do videos. wonder if perhaps it comes up yeah, that's mobile. All, that's all YouTube, yeah. Because these videos may be more mobile first. I don't know if these are YouTube shorts perhaps, and that's like why they they're are, yeah. coming up, and that's why which they wouldn't means, show on desktop. Which also means they're portrait, which means they're they more, are. They're, they go spot on. That would make sense then. So that's the element of YouTube Shorts coming in there as well. Yeah. Which is very clearly YouTube trying to compete it with is TikTok again. The TikTok TikTokification <laughs> of social media. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really something to keep an eye on. This is going to continue to grow. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to see more of TikTok because the the domain as a whole, TikTok.com, is so huge and has so much authority behind it now, so much visibility behind it it's going to start ranking for short videos and answering yes. questions and things like that. Whether we want it to or not, it has built up such a, as much as it is kind of like a word of mouth kind of thing, it is very much building that authority from an SEO perspective as well. Being the most visited site in the world in an entire year is going to make people trust that site a bit more, I think, and make it grow in terms of ranking. Absolutely. And so. the fact that, if your videos can now be seen in Google's SERPs, you're not only being visible on TikTok, but if you are, for some reason, making a homemade pizza that you're and you're trying to sell a kit, perhaps, um, to be very specific, and you can hear in Google search results for your TikTok video, that's huge. And I yeah. think that is really going to push some of the SEOs that don't want to admit that it's becoming a search engine to kind of take it seriously or at least keep an eye on it because yeah. I think we're not going to stop hearing about it Yep, and it's only going to grow. I think we're getting that kind of cross-pollination between those different elements. Like, oh, if my users aren't on TikTok, then why would I bother making a TikTok thing? Mm. Well, now it's showing up on Google. Maybe your users are using Google as their primary search engine so you know your target audience is more of a google focused kind of audience than a tiktok focused audience there's still value in making tiktoks because they're starting to rank on google <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's mad it's mad crazy how this kind of growth starts off like oh yeah if you're not on tiktok you don't see tiktok and now it's kind of crossing over obviously combined with youtube shorts as we just kind of demonstrated with the homemade pizza side <laughs> of things but i think that is a huge factor a lot of people are underestimating and like you said why it kind of shook the seo world a little yeah. bit being like by the way it's on <laughs> google now and everybody went, oh, wait what what because yeah. as we know on seo if something happens on google it's going to happen everywhere else exactly, they are yeah. if it happens on google it's probably going to carry over to bing it's going to carry over to but carry over to all the other search engines as well so no matter where your audience is going to be searching it seems like tiktok's going to be creeping in there and, and growing their reach in various different ways as well yeah it's here to stay unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for joining me anyway thank you for having me it's been a pleasure it's been really fun glad you enjoyed it this is your first ever podcast it was it? yeah so i hope everyone enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> well done on your first podcast thank you how can our listeners find you across social media the internet linkedin is probably your best bet I, I found you on LinkedIn. yeah yeah, yeah i'm posting on there a lot and if you're if you're an seo if you're a marketer i'll connect with you just send me a message <laughs> um yeah it would be really awesome to connect with with other people so yeah that's your your best way of finding awesome. me go on linkedin follow anime 
Yeah. TikTok knowledge, LinkedIn knowledge, all kinds of stuff. If you don't want to hear about TikTok, don't connect with me because <laughs> it's probably, all I'm talking about at the moment. <laughs> you probably gave up about an hour ago on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. If, if you've made it this far, I think I think it's safe to say you might want to connect with me. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that is all we have time for this week. I'll be back next week, probably talking more SEO and PPC news with my co-host, Mark. But in the meantime, have a lovely week and thank you very much for listening.